1: Morning and good morning. Um, let's hit them with surfenvs.com for all of your finner, fintertainment, fintertainment.
0: Right, you know what? I love the uh fintertainment that NVS provides me. I, I have uh quite a few sets of their fins and I'm a big fan. And they're making me a custom set right now. I just got an email a couple of days ago saying, Hey man, these things are on the way and we're psyched on them. So, NVS fins um it's the g10 technology baby
1: the apex series so speaking of custom fins we're giving away that panda shiitake on um september 1st and i asked the guys at nvs i'm like hey what fins would you recommend with this and they go turns out we made a custom set for blake blake reached out to us he wanted a custom set for the shiitake model it's a twinser set And you can buy them through Blake. And I think they're branded as Panda Fins. So uh, how about that?
0: Cool. Well, very good. And um, NVS Fins for all your fin needs. And look, we're not just saying that. David and I, we use these fins exclusively. I mean, I do have other fins, you know, like I will put other fins in boards. Mostly because I have so many friggin' boards running out of fins. But um, the NVS Fins, they're light, they're strong. And um, they're just gorgeously foiled. Yeah.
1: And you can get them, obviously, Surf NBS. You can get them through local retail or realwatersports.com, which brings us to my second point. They're giving away a free surfboard on September 13th. All you've got to do is put your email address in on their website. Click over on the surfboard giveaway. It'll take you literally 10 seconds and um, they're just going to pick one name at random. When they did this last year, one of our listeners won. His name's uh, on Instagram at Rouserworks. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he picked a Smith shapes fish, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but pretty awesome to have a listener win that. And uh, yeah, so go get in on that on Real Water Sports.
0: Okay, Real Water Sports giving away boards. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, God. Yeah, got, Yeah, friggin' God, bros. We got a lot going on today. It is a big day for surf and a short day for spit.
1: But here we are. What are we doing? Surprise episode. Boom, coming at you.
0: Surprise episode, because we have. Uh, well, we have a, a pretty big event happening here today. I mean, it feels like everything's culminating. Like it feels like a lowers thing is going to be anticlimactic relative to. Oh man, twelve foot all day epic chopu so um completely we are.
1: well yeah so we also wanted to make up for lost time last week and this but as you stated this chopu event i mean it really does solidify everything that we've been saying about needing to run in good waves the pipe event at the beginning of the of the year felt this way as well um i'm clearing my schedule My entire day is dedicated towards this. It's been on the horizon. Yesterday was a little bit of a letdown because we expected to see some of it yesterday. And I think they actually got really good surf right before dark after they had called off the rest of the event. But it only adds, it only simmers the
0: anticipation even more for today. Yeah, it really does. And I would just ask all the listeners, uh, ask yourself if today we were sitting here with the five top five surfers in the world. And we were watching a finals day at 12 foot Chopu and just understand how much more magnificent, how much more, how, how powerful that would be. Um, and I think that that's something that the WSL realizes and is hopefully aiming for, or shooting for is the final five in 12 foot surf, wherever it might be G land, uh, here at Chopu pipeline, the waves, of consequence need to happen for the super bowl of surfing.
1: Simply put, the venue needs to match the gravity of the moment.
0: And exactly. if oh, they're
1: great. if they're trying to uh s- suggest and curate cultivate all of this gravitas for the championship then the venue needs to match that otherwise it really feels like the entire effort is undermined by the venue or the lack of consequence at the venue and so but nevertheless they're um hitting a grand slam with this
0: chopu event
1: because it really is shaping up to be a memorable one
0: yeah you know um a gentleman let's see uh oh ethan davis who's been doing good work for stab for a while he wrote a pretty good article here today which i think is 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 timely based on what we saw yesterday but and it's basically can anyone beat jack robinson you know um, yes are you saying <laughs> yes are you okay yeah, okay,
1: yeah kelly Sl- kelly slater's in the event
0: I, well how about kauli Vost?
1: kauli i mean okay yes let's talk about that
0: that guy is insane he was that guy's next level i'm psyched i hope he wins the whole thing
1: Completely, I mean, his two things utter confidence and number two ability to read the reef. So, I don't think that the waves turned on for his heat. I think those waves were out there the entire day and nobody else was able to find them. He goes out and instantly, I mean, like within the opening minutes of the heat, he looked like he was further, like deeper on the reef and he just picks up this one that hit the inside and drained. A lot of other people are going for bigger waves that weren't really bowling. He picks that thing, gets a sick barrel, and actually proceeded. I think he got four or five. His two lowest scores still would have won the Heat, but he kind of you know, got into a rhythm and got better waves throughout the Heat. So, yeah, he's incredible.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the, taking off Switchfoot, I think Peter Mel did a really great job of, of sort of pulling sort of the obvious – needle out of the haystack which is this is the next level for for pro surfing in really intense surf is who's got this skill set and it takes massive quantities of skill this is not like a fin first takeoff this is like intense skill to drop in switch foot and then change to your normal stance mid face in the barrel that's That takes some. It's
1: just nat. it's first of all, it's just natural given God given talent because I cannot do that. And I could not even practice doing like no matter how much I practice doing it, I would never become proficient at it. Some people, you see some people on a skateboard too, that it just looks like the things glued to their feet, no matter which direction they're looking backwards. It's just, they're comfortable, you know, that's what that is for him. I think Idolo has it. We've seen a couple other surfers who are that comfortable switch, but you said Pete Mel pulls the obvious uh, needle out of the haystack by saying this is the next evolution. Yeah. Part of me, I bought into it when he said it, but then I thought about it throughout the evening and I'm like, is it? Or is it just novelty? Because the argument is, well, your body can contort into different positions. So backside, maybe you can make a steeper takeoff or something and then you could switch and go front side when needed. But the counter argument to that is if you just, you can develop new techniques front side to do the exact same thing that you're trying to accommodate on your backside. No,
0: here's my argument against what you're saying. And it's simple that, that I'm competing against you. This is man on man, more or less. There's three guys in this first heat, but anything I can do, you can do better or not. Are you telling me you can't do it? Like, basically, Ka-ulu, Kauli, how do you say his name? Kauli. Kauli is basically saying, I can do this. Let's see you. Oh, you can't do it? Well, then you're not as good as me. And yeah. I believe that to be the case. Yeah, that's true. You're just not as good as me, dude. I can switch stance in the barrel. Let's go. And by the way, I think the judges need to ramp it up for that. I think that's for intense. Sure. Because it's also, it's also um it's rolling the dice i mean he could fall people could fall people will fall yeah yeah jack robinson can stand on the barrel backside all day long but can he switch
1: no i don't yeah actually he can i've seen I him go can, switch it and i will he to.
0: that's my point. I've, so s- see
1: I've seen him do it at north point take off um backside goofy foot and then yeah switch into regular in the barrel but um let me see what was okay you can
0: do, uh, i can do better I just so, think that people should, the judges need, this needs to be, everybody in the heats needs to go, uh-oh. You're entirely v- right. Voss is getting a 9-7 on this for doing this. I now have to do it. I have to up my game. It's pushing it. Well,
1: you're entirely right because Ethan Ewing and Baron Mamiya were in that heat. And as soon as Kiyuli did that, I thought to myself, if Uh, Ethan gets a a good wave and he takes off backside like what can he do that adds the level of drama and dynamism, uh, dynamism that would equate to what we just saw and I was like there really is nothing it would have to just be an insane wave so it made me think that in the way that um you would see people, quote, manufacture scores at beach breaks. You know, Gabriel Medina gets a wave that's a four-point wave. Essentially, it's got four-point potential on it. But because he does two airs, he turns it into a 6.5. It was kind of the same with Cayuli on that wave. It was a wave that had a five-point potential, and he surfed it up to a seven by surfing it that way. And to your point, I don't think that Ethan Ewing has that tool set. Baron Mamiya doesn't have that tool set. So, yeah, it was exciting.
0: I mean, and they might, and we'll see, you know, that's my point. Like, let's see, like, this is why it's so great. It's because it's pushing the level. I think it's next level to, to be able to do switch stance at Chopa. It was pretty intense mid face, I mean, you know, like at the bottom of the wave. And he
1: made that split second decision. Cause he told Strider, he was planning to actually ride the entire thing uh, regular foot, which yeah. is switch for him. Yeah. But once he kind of made section. that bottom turn adjustment and he saw the thing was running, he goes, I actually don't know how to pa- uh, how to pump on my backhand, <laughs> or you know, switch. Yeah. So I knew that I had to kind of get on the gas and go. So I just switched into my you know regular, my normal goofy footed stance, and then pump through the thing. And by the way, it was a sick. Once he got going goofy, it was still a sick barrel. He was behind the section, had to like go over the foam ball and make it. But again, utter confidence, and he just looked so comfortable that it was never like he wasn't going to make that section.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was sort of mind-blowing. Well, it was very mind-blowing. And I look forward to more of that to come. should be noted that um, Jack Robinson, according to Ethan Davis's article, if he makes the finals, he'll be wearing the yellow jersey at Lowers.
1: So I was wondering about that, and I was wondering if it was uh, had anything to do with Felipe's result here. But I guess this could be a throwaway for Felipe, maybe.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just reading, we're literally reading off the, the page here. Um, I guess Tyler Wright, Isabella Nichols, and Gabriel, Gabrielle Gabriella Bryan will not be winning world titles this year.
1: Yeah. That was a tough heat for Tyler because um, it was like, it was either her or Lakey basically who would then get uh, an opportunity, I think, to make the final, the top five. And by virtue of Lakey winning that heat, Tyler was out, but it was such a close heat. Like it was literally, I think 0.02 points difference. And the waves are so marginal. Like they both had, you know, six point heat totals, a couple of threes. So it's unfortunate for Tyler to lose in that condition. But uh, let's talk about that for a second. What are your thoughts on, they ran the girls it seems prematurely. They ran them a day really before the swell hit. And they only ran one round. So what are your thoughts on them running the women in those conditions?
0: I actually think it was probably a good idea to to get the girls out and marginal four to six footers that aren't even, it was kind of between swells. It was like a fading swell. And then the the real swell was sort of starting to show up. And I think it's good to get them wet and to get them, you know, for the, use the old cliche, get their feet in the wax and Give them a chance out there when it's not the way it's going to be today and tomorrow, um, so that they just kind of get, like I said, get a, get a feel for it. Because I think yeah. they're going to be called on to surf in some pretty meaty surf. I doubt they surf today, but I'm sure tomorrow is a finals day.
1: Why do you think that's a good decision to let them? Like I just said, like isn't that isn't that their responsibility as athletes? Why is it the WSL's responsibility to let them get their feet wet? But-
0: I hear what you're saying, and and I know that. Um, I just think it's um, I just think we're going to see the girls in meaty chopu t- this tomorrow. And so um, this kind of separates the wheat from the chaff a little bit, you know, like if you couldn't get out of a heat, although the elimination rounds coming up for them, but I don't so know. So my thought
1: is yeah. I don't think that um, I hear what you're saying, of course, but it's not really preparation for, what they're going to experience tomorrow. It's really just an opportunity to not make them or not have them surf harrowing surf. I think it's kind of an easy uh, out I, for I the WSL. So.
0: Because I would argue uh, to you, isn't it the case that nobody really knows when that swell is going to hit? Like, they're just like, it's coming up today and we're going to run the women. And frankly, it could have it could have just started pouring in. And then they would have all been Why didn't
1: they just go on hold until that happened then? Why run heats in such marginal surf? Yesterday.
0: They're looking at at Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as getting this thing over.
1: I Um, think yesterday that was fair that they ran the heats yesterday morning, but the day before, I think that was really uh, the wrong decision. And here's the other thing. I don't know. This doesn't do anybody any favors because as fans, we didn't want that. The female competitors weren't shredding. So they put them in surf that was more rippable where you could do turns. They were not ripping. They were barely getting off two turns, you know, like they weren't ripping it as much as they would rip a lower's left, let's say, or somewhere that was meant to be be doing turns. So they're surfing kind of under their ability level uh, for that style of wave it's not entertaining for fans and I don't think it does the WSL any favors. So it's kind of a lose, lose, lose in my mind.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with where what you're saying. I'm not here to like, I'm not entrenched yeah. in my opinion about what, you know, that it was good that they ran, but I'm I'm not I'm I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I just sort right. of have an okay, whatever vibe about it. Like I'm not,
1: okay.
0: you know, like, oh, it was super smart, you know, like I just feel like they're like, hey the wind's good, the swell's on the way up, let's run the women, you know? Yeah. I think it was that simple. I don't think it was, you know. Anyway, that's kind of my thought on it.
1: Well, they definitely would never have run the men out there.
0: That's that's actually makes your point way more valid and more cogent, you know? It's like, we're looking at equality here and that you did get the sense that they're like, hey, we all know it's actually unequal, (laughs)
1: Yeah, so let's just
0: prove it by putting the women out in surf that the men wouldn't. That Kelly Slater would be going. Nope.
1: Oh, I mean, nobody would have ran out there. I mean, Felipe would have been advocating for it, but everybody else. Oh my
0: god! How about (laughs) did you happen to catch the after, like in between one of the holding periods where Striders talked to Felipe on the boat? No, I didn't. It was interesting because I was looking at. Tell me. Well, he was basically like, "Hey, your heat got put on hold. You got quite a heat coming up. You know, it's uh, you and." kelly slater and nathan hedge and um wow the big dogs you know are you looking forward to getting into some meaty waves you know (laughs) like everything he said i kind of took it as an undertone of dude the time like the eyes of the world are upon you here yellow jersey wearer even though i don't think he's in the yellow jersey is he he is yeah yeah so And, you know, and, and Felipe was like, yeah, man, look, you know how Felipe is just like, he's a PR, he's a perfect PR guy. He's just like, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to get it. We're going to dig into some big meaty ones. It's going to be real. It's on, you know, like he was saying all the right things. And Strider would be like, and I forget exactly that the questions. And again, maybe I was reading too much into it, but I got the vibe that Strider was going, dude, now's your time. Like it, you know, like kind of like, yeah. Well, what did uh,
1: Felipe, what did you, uh, impression did you get from Felipe and his preparedness?
0: I, I just, you know, like, like I said, Felipe smooth. Like I just okay. got the sense that he you knew how to handle it, every question. You couldn't read it. You know, like he looked yeah. like he was, he was happy. Like, you know?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I haven't seen clips of him out there yet. Yesterday, like I said, after they put the event on hold for hours, ultimately called it off. Then right before dark, it turned on. Um, I saw some insane clips. Griffin Colapinto got a crazy one. Um, I did not see Felipe out there. He could have been. I just I haven't seen that. So
0: well, that's look, an indicator. Nathan Hedge and Kelly Schlater and Felipe Toledo. And and Felipe Toledo's got the yellow jersey, and it's gonna be eight to ten foot plus Chopu. And everybody in the world feels that the number one ranked surfer in the world doesn't have a chance. And <laughs> I think that says something
2: mm-hmm. that
0: says a lot about. I don't know what. But yeah. in many ways, what it tells me is that the Lowers event and this event should be flip flopped. The last event of the season should be at Lowers and the finals should be at Chopu or some, you know,
1: somewhere. Yeah.
0: Frankly, it well, should be at Chopu.
1: Well, um, one, as it relates to Felipe and what we want to see from him, um, Joanne DeFay's heat. I think it was the first heat of the women yesterday. Yeah. She did what I would want to see Felipe do today, which was. Pull in unashamedly. The, totally. Just like went over the ledge, kept taking off on waves, was getting smashed actually. Yeah. And she lost the heat, but yeah. she was going for it. She had to get rescued. I think she lost her board, her board, the yeah. leash, the Velcro itself yeah. just got uh, ripped open by, and she lost her board and, um, So like that is what, you know, she's unprepared or she's uh, under, let's say, experienced out there. She knows she is, but this is her opportunity to like put it all on the line and she went for it. And I think that ultimately that kind of stuff needs to get rewarded because the other girls in the heat never got, never completed a barrel. They surfed kind of safe and Joanne by risking it all lost wasn't an elimination round so she can kind of make up for it but still I loved seeing that from her yeah
0: and and if I was a coach of one of these women or even the men and they were they were tentative I would tell them do exactly what Joanne Defay did first of all who cares if you lose you're going to have an elimination eat and you kind of want to get the demon off your back you want to take some beatings and realize you can survive it and it's not that bad it's you know like more or less you got water safety there you know like I mean don't do anything stupid I don't want you to like cut your head open but take some beatings take pull into some closeouts it's better than straightening out right. and um and get that out of you and i bet joanne de goes out and, and kills it in her elimination heat. that's my yeah my here.
1: yeah i agree she i think was probably getting rattled yesterday after four or five of those and not being able to solve the equation but i agree with you with a little bit of a reset i think she'll yeah. come out stronger yeah um and then by the time Briss, was it Brissa? No, it was um, Gabrielle O'Brien got a, was it Gabrielle O'Brien? Somebody yeah. got a sick wave. Yeah. Do you remember who it was?
0: Um, I watched the heat, but I mean, they all kind of mixed together. I know. I oh, say... I think
1: it was Brissa. No, it was Brissa. Brissa got the seven point. So after, um, okay, after a couple of heats, because then Joanne, I'm sorry, Joanne lost to Vahini Fierro. Um. And then Brissa hit the water next against Gabriella Bryan, and Brissa got like a proper keg, and so that was incredible. That was like a big, the first kind of completed ride of the day. Yeah. Um, Tatiana Weston Webb over Isabella Nichols, and then Lakey Peterson with that narrow win over Tyler Wright as well. And Vahini, by the way, we didn't mention her earlier this week, but she's the wild card, Vahini Fierro, and she's the local. And she's incredible out there. And we saw her kind of do what Cayuli Voss did, which was read the reef correctly. She knew which waves to be on, but she hasn't packed a huge one yet. She got a couple of um, smaller barrels made it through heats. But I'm curious to see. I think as the waves now hit that 10 foot mark, she's the one who will actually be going over the ledge and pulling in.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun um, to watch her. Um, just as it is the other local on the men's on the men's side, uh, Kaui, and everyone's kind of pulling for both of those surfers, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
1: Because um, well, when you see what Kauli did yesterday, again, everybody was kind of trying to figure it out, and then he's out there and just like immediately dials it in. It's incredible. It's
0: thrilling to watch. Well, I, you know, I've told you I I grew up with her father.
1: Yeah, that's right. I forgot Kendrick. about
0: that. And um, he was like a couple couple years younger than me. And I just remember him being a little grom on a skateboard in ninth grade, skating down 8th Street with his board under his arm. Hilarious.
1: And just,
0: yeah. And so it's super cool. The, all the guys in Del Mar that grew up with Andrew are, are you know, he, she has a, a rooting section that I don't think she even realizes, you know. For sure. Yeah.
1: Um, well, you started off with... Ethan Davis's article talking about Jack Robinson let's talk about Jack um the one wave that Jack happened to be on is an indicator of what's to come and the horizon goes black you see that thing it's just a huge line it's not a lump in the water it's a huge line that is moving towards that reef and the ocean sucks up on itself and Jack apparently it was Michelle Perez in the heat, and I forget who else I could look. Um, I think it was Ethan. Nat Young.
0: Oh, Nat Young, yeah.
1: Young Michelle Perez. Apparently, I uh, one of those guys had priority. I don't know if Jack was in second or third priority. They both balked. They both didn't even make a motion for that wave. And so Jack, not in priority, is like, uh, "Yeah, I'll go." But when you see that thing marching towards the lineup, it's freaking. The scariest thing on the planet, you know, and so to see Jack not only go with confidence, but to surf it to the level that he surfed it to was just insane. He's going Mach one. It's a freight train. It had a chandelier section on it, and he just handled that thing. That was the that was like all the anticipation of the swell, you know, us waiting days, us sitting through the waiting, uh, the contest being on hold. Getting a couple of indicators throughout the day, but then have that thing happen and Jack be, do what he did was like, that's the thrill of the sport. That's the moment that we want.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And um, everybody watching was sort of waiting for that. It kind of felt like, okay, the swell's here. And then sadly, soon enough, the wind came um, because it did feel like that was a different beast, that that was a, totally. a wave that that said, okay. The 17 seconds is in the water and it's here for the taking.
1: Totally. Um, in the first heat, Idolo,
0: Matt McGillivray, and Yago Dora.
1: Yago um, narrowly won that heat, but Idolo did a huge air.
0: That was cool. Did you have?
1: Yeah. Did you have thoughts on that and the score that it received?
0: Um, I'm gonna look. It was like a some...
1: four, a four, five, seven for that.
0: I I don't think. It's kind of like doing an error at the end section of pipe. It's, it, it shouldn't matter in my opinion, although it was mind blowing. It I mean, really it was. wasn't just a normal, like, you know, it wasn't just, it was a committed error, I guess I could say
1: on a big board too.
0: Yeah. But, uh, it's not why we're here.
1: I know. I, I think they got that score entirely right. And then Yago uh, needed a score on his final wave and he did two turns and it was like if if Yago gets barreled he should just automatically get the score over Idolo's air but him yeah. kind of doing turns then made it a little bit questionable yeah. um that that heat was all about turns um well his score was
0: less than idolo's score if you combine. it was. With was yeah okay just by
1: 0.2 okay but he's still um I was glad to see Eatalo not get a huge score for that air, even though it was a huge air. Ultimately, I think it's I'm important saying.
0: too for the judges to go. We're not scoring that. Totally, they basically put up the nope. You know, they yeah. they ran the nope flag up the flagpole. You know, for everyone on the boats to see. But take off
1: switch, and we'll give it to you.
0: Well, <laughs> <do the> barrel. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, I know
1: the barrel's the indicator. You're trying to misrepresent key. me here. Um, so upcoming heats actually
0: do an air switch and then I'll be blown away. There you go.
1: Um, who do you got? Felipe Kelly, Nathan Hedge.
0: Uh, well, I want Kelly, you know, but I think it's going to be a heat between Nathan and Kelly. And I just think, you know, Kelly's although, see, here's the thing people don't realize. Cause nobody's really following Nathan Hedge unless you're like his brother in law. But, <laughs> but, but, Nathan Hedge has put in some time out here like to say that oh Kelly's got ton more experience than anyone I don't know about that I bet he has as much experience as Nathan Hedge I bet Nathan Hedge has a ton of time in the water at Chopey
1: um I get the point that you're making but Kelly's got way more experience out there than <laughs> Nathan Hedge Nathan ha- has plenty of experience but, out there but he has enough Kelly has, double. has
0: enough because experience really yeah. is going to come down to reading the swells and which one's going to hit the reef which way and I think hedge has that and so nathan knows which
1: ones to go on i i'm looking forward to that heat to be perfectly I am too. honest I mean, that like...
0: heat's the first heat in the water right you know i'm thinking at 11 o'clock our time here right when we push this thing live yeah it's going to be on like I'm, yeah. I'm clearing the schedule here for that heat you know because it's gonna and then and i think then we're going to be sucked into all day viewing of course yeah.
1: so if i had to bet i would bet on kelly but there's part of my heart is really rooting for nathan because it would just be an incredible story um, and he has the moxie. Obviously, he has the skill. The second heat of the day is going to be Griffin Colopento, Jordy Smith, Jadson Andre. Thoughts on that?
0: I've I like Griffin. I do too. Um, but this is a real wild card. I mean, Jadson could could combo him in in ten minutes into the heat, and you're going. What? That's the thing about Chopu, Like, it doesn't take long to combo somebody, and it also doesn't take long to get out of combo. Yeah, because ten point rides are. Every single wave you paddle for it could be a nine six, you know, and so that's kind of what makes it super exciting. This is a great heat, I mean, because it's really hard to make to pick one, you know. Like, part of me is when I was making my fantasy team, I was like, Jordy, Geordie, Jordy, hmm, Geordie, you know, and I believe Jordy is on my fantasy team, but <laughs> and he's I risky. have Griffin, huh?
1: He's risky, you know, to-
0: he's risky because I, when I see Jordy, I, I think to myself, what's his headspace? Yeah. And to me, and I don't know, I don't have any insight other than me just guessing. But my guess is I'm 30 something. I'm at the end of my career. It's eight foot chopu. I've already done a lot. I'm getting paid pretty good. Um, I'm going to go out and just see what happens. Like, I think Jordy's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I don't think Jordy's like, I've got to do well in this contest. I think Jordy's like, yeah, I'll just see. Hopefully, I'll get a couple of fun waves. And that could benefit him. Right. That that kind of laissez faire attitude can sometimes help, especially, you know, if things fall his way. All of a sudden he's going, oh, that was a great heat. And yeah, look at me. I doubled everybody up.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I think you're right about his headspace. I don't think it bodes well for him at 10 foot chopu. I think you got to be out there with
0: that. Yeah, but you got to understand h- red the entire lighting. surf world is in the channel all his peers, like there is a lot of ego involved here, which is why it's so interesting with Felipe because everyone's like, okay, dude, yellow Jersey boy. Let's see this happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I love Jetson. Andre as the wild card. He's not technically a wild card, but he's a wild card element in that heat yeah. because I feel like he always, whenever the waves are crazy, he gets yeah. the gnarliest wipeouts of the day. Yeah. And he'll get four of them. Yeah. and then get a 10-point ride, and then not yeah. back up a 10-point exactly. ride. Yeah. Yeah. He'll finish with so, 11
0: points. A exactly. 1. But he'll have the highlight of the day, and yeah. actually
1: multiple because of the wipeouts. So I love <laughs> Jadson in here as kind Me of a too. spoiler. It's an um, interesting
0: heat, a very interesting heat.
1: It is, for sure. And they'll all go on waves. That's the other thing, is no, none of those three guys are going to – uh back out when they we see a wave like the one that jack got yesterday
0: and then the next heat is fascinating because and and it is two heats are fascinating i'll tell you why because of the australian guys jackson baker and then in the next heat caleb robson and and when you look at it if you're a betting man you're like total i have no idea i have no idea i know they're big blokes at charge you know that's i'm guessing you know because i don't know that i know that i know they're 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 kind of big
1: and i know that they shred but i've never seen them surf this style of wave
0: yeah, but they're Australian. Like part of me is like, dude, if you're at this level and you're Australian, you're yeah, you're not not going in front of your mates. You know what I right. mean? Like you'll catch so much grief for the rest of your life. But, well and you know what I mean? And with hedge around, like the those guys are going. Like I guarantee so, you, they're not not going. Like you're not you're not gonna see them not go.
1: So that first heat, Kaio, Kaio Belly, Kanoa Garashi, and Jackson Baker. What's your take on that?
0: My or take is Kanoa's Kanoa's is kind of the safe pick. He could blow mines. He great backside tube rider. Um, you know, Kanoa's is sort of the safe pick. but that, that's why it's, that's why these next two heats are so interesting. Cause you really don't know. Cause Kayo could kill it. Jackson Baker could surprise us all with two eights and win with a 16. And so it's just, I mean, if that's a, this is a heat. That's just really hard to pick.
1: See, I, I'm going Kaio Abelli all the way on this one. Kaio is an absolute madman. He's a charger. He loves the barrel. I think Kanoa is going to be a little more tactical and trying to kind of yeah. pick. And Kyle's just going to go. And I think yeah. Kyle's got the ability to, you know, do what you have to do out there. Yeah. And I don't know about Jackson Baker enough in this type of surf, but I'm giving it to Kyle on that one. All right. You got uh you mentioned Kalem Robson. He's got Sammy Pupo and Seth Moniz.
0: Well, you got to think Seth Moniz here for sure. Um, he's, he's the obvious, he's, he's a, a piped stalwart, big left, shallow reefs, not a problem. Incredible. Yeah. Um, incredible backside tube riding. So I, you know, to me, it's Seth, but, but again, Samuel Pupo has, has, uh, surprised us in the past and Caleb Robson is just like this big kind of blokey, um, dude that I think could just stick his butt in the back of the wave and get spat out twice and get a 7-8 and an 8-3 and win. Um, Hard heat to pick.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about Sammy in big waves, so I'm giving this one to Seth, no question. Yeah. Um, Final heat in the men's round, Miguel Pupo, Connor O'Leary, Jake Marshall.
0: Connor Connor O'Leary going away with the victory here.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm giving it to Miggy. Okay. Mickey Poops.
0: But Jake's Whatever. your local boy. Sounds <laughs> like he's a, a DJ at your wedding. Who's your DJ? Nick
1: Poops? poops. <laughs> um any thoughts on your local boy, Jake Marshall?
0: Uh, we all love Jake. I hope he wins it. But um based on what I've seen Conor O'Leary do this year, especially lately, he's just a big charging goofy foot bloke. I, I just yeah, I don't think Jake I, I hope he wins, but if I was a betting man, I would say Connor O'Leary going away.
1: What an exciting moment for Jake Marshall, though! I mean, to be able to be out there with only those guys out—this is opportunity of a lifetime for him.
0: Well, you know what's interesting is assuming Felipe goes into the elimination round, don't two move on, or does just one move on to the
1: uh, with with after the cut? Now with these fewer surfers, only one
0: moves on. So two go to the elimination round? Tony? Okay. So, I mean, you could see Felipe draw Nathan Hedge in the next heat. Yeah. Because it's like the one seed versus the last seed. You know, like, like it, and it'll be, it'll be 10 foot. Like, my point is, things are not looking good for Felipe to retain the yellow jersey. No. And, but and that... even maybe more important to cement his legacy as a – maybe a world champion with an asterisk.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. This is his opportunity
0: to prove all of us wrong. And I didn't wonder if his camp, I wonder if that's even in his mindset. Like, I wonder if, or if it's like an unsaid thing or if he just feels like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a charger. You know, I got charged to it all the time. You just haven't seen, you know, like, and maybe he does like, you know, I'm not here to bat. Okay. (laughs) Well, look, we're all going to see maybe, you know, I would gladly put, my foot in my mouth tomorrow uh, next week and, and be like, wow, Felipe dominated that heat and abs or just Felipe showed that he can surf really solid chopu from behind the peak and drive through barrels numerous times. And, and, uh, he's a worthy world champion.
1: I don't think Felipe is necessarily too concerned about proving us wrong. Well, I think, I think it's an internal, um, monster that he would like to defeat you know like if you're into if you're just a surfer you have these um personal goals and you want to kind of improve at what you're doing and face your fears and i'm sure that felipe has that as well and you know i think he's going to try to confront it for his own um you know for to for his own betterment more than to prove the internet wrong but just, he'll have the every opportunity, time I that's see him sure. when I
0: see him paddling today, I'm just gonna imagine there's a monkey that's just jumping around on his shoulders constantly. Totally, you know?
1: totally. Um, do you have a pick on the women's side?
0: I do, and um, I think Carissa Moore wins this event.
1: Mm. Well, she's she, got Vahini Vahini Fierro in her know, next heat, the quarterfinals. I know,
0: I know, it's um. <clears throat> I, I see. If, if Vahini gets through that heat, then it's – the thing is, is that I believe that Carissa Moore charges as hard as Vahini, will charge as hard as Vahini. If anything, Vahini might raise Carissa's level a little bit. And with um, her competitive prowess, and granted, she doesn't have the amount of time that the local has in the surf there, I, it's hard to bet against Carissa Moore.
1: I've seen, first of all, Carissa surfs way better than I do. She surfs bigger waves than I ever will. Um, But but I've seen her be tentative when they do the events at pipe. She's tentative and she ends up going, but she does not have the confidence and like um, it doesn't, she's not surfing with the same confidence that you see her surf with at Honolulu Bay or anywhere else in the world, basically. And Vahini, I think, has those things in spades out there, and so I could see Vahini taking that heat for sure, and honestly, taking the whole event, just like we saw with Moana at Pipe. That's what I'm thinking.
0: If I asked you to uh, select uh, somebody that's flying in under the radar in the men's division to win the entire thing, who would you select?
1: Um, Let me see. Let me pull up the roster. Flying under the radar to win the entire thing, Yago Dora.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I don't know Yago if he's under and the radar, Nathan. but Yago or Nathan? How about Michelle Burres? Hell no, no, you don't like that one. Okay, well that's why he's under the radar because everyone's like not talking about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm do saying you think he would win it.
0: I'm just saying under the radar. It, I'm saying that look. This guy can do it. And he's so under the radar. There's absolutely no pressure on him, I don't think, unless
1: the whole island has got pressure on him. I mean, uh, he's had the pressure I, no, the on,
0: pressure's on cu- cu- the island pressure, the local pressure is on the other guy.
1: I mean, Michelle has had the pressure on him representing Tahiti all the years that he was on tour when it came to this stop. And he's never once kind right. of lived up to the expectation.
0: But um, I think the pressure valve's been let off.
1: It's interesting. It'd be interesting. But I mean, he didn't do it in his first heat.
0: Well, that's why it's even greater, right? He kind (laughs) of just in my eyes, he's like, Yeah, and just let these guys fight it out. I'm just gonna go into the elimination round and then turn on the afterburners. We'll see.
1: All right. Well, um great to see you two times in one week. Listeners, uh, clear your schedule today and tomorrow and watch this event. And look, for all the kind of criticisms that we've leveled at the WSL this is the type of events that I grew up with watching I mean the dream tour years and what when I was first getting into surfing like this is the level of excitement that competitive surfing can have should have because it rallies the entire community together to participate as viewers and watch this thing so this is um It's an exciting moment. It's what we should be going for every single event. And it's totally doable.
0: Hey, like this podcast, less is more. Until next time, Mm -hmm. adios and aloha.